such thing. So until we recognize that and be grateful that we have good support system and who your people are that you can lean on, I'm in trouble. I need help. I need somebody to get my back here. And that's what my mom does. Welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most feel better. And in today's episode, we have Jennifer Cobb, a former NFL cheerleader who used her platform to start a nonprofit organization called Team Gateway to a Cure, which helps people with Parkinson's disease. So in this episode, you're going to hear about her struggles with Parkinson's, how the NFL actually helped her launch this, and who else she's been working with, some big names such as Michael J. Fox. But with all that said, let's jump into the interview and uh, hear from Jennifer herself. So, Jennifer, who are you? <laughs> well, I'm Jennifer Cobb, born and raised from Chicago. Um, I am currently now in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, I graduated from SAU Carbondale in dietetics, moved to St. Louis and worked at Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital for many years as a dietitian. And I was actually driving home from work one day when I heard on the radio that Mrs. Frontieri, the owner of the Rams, was hosting open auditions for um, the positions of NFL cheerleaders for her, her team that she was moving uh, from LA to St. Louis. And I thought, hmm, given that I had some cheerleading background, not professional cheerleading, but more of a college and high school cheerleading, kind of stunting and gymnastic background. I thought, you know what? I'm going to give this a try. I'm not the best dancer, but at least I'm going to go in, give it a, have fun doing it, and maybe come out with a good friend or two. There you go. <laughs> I know. So um, I just thought, you know, uh, I'm going to give it a try. So I walk in and oh my goodness. There were all these beautiful women and they were amazing dancers. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I cannot do this. Well, so, you know, my personality is always up for a challenge. And I thought, you know, what's the biggest fear here? I don't make it. Okay, at least I'm going to go home with a fun time. So what did Jennifer do? Jennifer finds the strongest dancer in the room. And I stand right next to her. And I follow everything she does. I, I watch and study her. I have her critique me and I work my tail end off. And the story goes, I ended up making the team as one of the top 40. And so I was on the squad from inaugural season to Super Bowl. So I was part of the team as the greatest show on turf. It was a, a highlight of my life and I would never change a thing. I am who I am today because of it. And um, unfortunately, having stepping, having stepped off the field um, using that platform, um, I wanted to bring more awareness and educate others to the disease of Parkinson's. My father, Ty Cobb, who was diagnosed right around the same time Michael J. Fox went public with his disease in 1999, um, he was diagnosed. And I thought, you know, players uh, start charities and their foundations. Why can't cheerleaders? Um, I have a wonderful network of people. The NFL has been nothing but supportive of my efforts. And having the last 15, 20 years of amazing uh, network of people in terms of coaches and, and players and cheerleaders and all the people that you meet along the way, um, 
I am what I am today. The foundation is what it is today because of all the people, all the teamwork that went behind the scenes to get Team Gateway to Acure to where it is today. And um, what we do is we are a resource of education. We started uh, raising a lot of money for Michael J. Fox's foundation for research, which is great. But until we do have a cure for Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia, ALS, MS, Lewy bodies, all of the brain diseases, brain cancer, concussions, there's somebody behind the scene, uh, a cheerleader, so to speak, behind the scenes, uh, behind the four walls of their home, and it's called a caregiver. The one that is cheering on those that are battling the disease, that don't give a pat on the back. They don't get, you can do this. They don't get hang in there. They do it every day, um, making sure that the person who's battling the disease is taken care of, that their bellies are full of food, their medicine is taken. They take them to and from their doctor appointments. They put food on the table. They clean the house and they kiss them on their forehead, tuck them into bed and do it again the very next day. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of their day, where's their support when they have anxiety, frustration, depression, they've hit a wall, who's there to lift their up, their spirits up. And so now the insurance companies are recognizing them as the second patient. And so insurance companies are um, financially helping them out. Support groups um, through the Muhammad Ali Parkinson Center, the Legacy Care Program, who I'm also affiliated with. Um, I thought there has to be a way to bring more resources back to the caregiver so that at the end of their day, they can be the best support system or cheerleader for those that are battling. Until there is a cure, there is a race for the person going through the disease for another day of hope and comfort. And that's why the Muhammad Ali Legacy Care Program is so incredibly important. So Team Gateway to a Cure, what we do is we resource out their programs. We allow people to come to our foundation, our website, um, and help the caregivers in their home through telemedicine support groups, through therapy in the home, um, donations for low-income seniors that may need a little financial support that can't get out of the homes that may need food brought to the home. And so that's kind of what we do. And that's a little bit of Jennifer Cab. <laughs> I, I love it. Cause it, it, so it touches home cause my grandmother did suffer from Alzheimer's and my grand, my grandfather didn't. Uh, but my, one of my ex-girlfriends, her mom has dementia. And so, and my brother is, uh, lives with uh, paranoid schizophrenia. So my mom's a caregiver. So, yep. For me, it's it resonated, and that's one of the reasons why I reached out to uh, to your to your contact uh, Fago to get you on the show because I really wanted someone in, who doesn't fit the prototype of an entrepreneur. Because yes, your foundation is a business, but it's not the normal type of business that most people think of when it's an entrepreneur. Because you're giving more than you're receiving. Anything yes. you receive, you're giving out, whereas most entrepreneurs, they're receiving all the time, and then they give out their business. So I really wanted you on the show to show that you can be an entrepreneur in any any niche, if you will, any domain. 
that's a really great statement. You know, the fact of the matter is it's a non-tangible. Mm-hmm. It's not financial uh, reward. It's more of a hope, a dream, a, a wish, a desire that I got this. Mm-hmm. And what did that look like in terms of support? No, if you are an entrepreneur and you're making bank, make no mistake about it. You got great people in your corner and you lean on those that support system. Same goes for a caregiver. Oh, yeah. You have a really, really good network of people and you have to say, I'm in trouble. I'm hitting a wall. I, I need some help. And it's okay. We're all going through it. Every one of us in some capacity. And so what does it look like when you hold yourself accountable and you're able to acknowledge those moments where you do hit a wall, where you are struggling? Because at the end of the day, each one of us are going through something. It's the ones that persevere, that reach out to their network of people because we're all going through the end result or the common denominator in results. Mm-hmm. And it, it, in a caregiver's world, what does results look like? Muhammad Ali's caregiver, Lonnie Ali, explained it beautifully to me. Muhammad's legacy stands for all the people in his corner that gave him care, gave him care during his battle of Parkinson's until the end of his day. It was his doctors, his family, his daughter, his son, his, his, his widow or wife at the time, his doctors, his therapists, all the people in his team, in his corner, his support group that allow him to be the best version of him while he battled the disease of Parkinson's. And the same goes true for an entrepreneur. You're battling fill in the blank until you get to fill in the blank. And so what does it look like for success? And so for me, as a daughter of a my as a daughter that loves my dad, my role in his life is to love him. And remember who he is. He isn't the disease. He's Ty, Ty Cobb. And he's funny. He loves to talk and reminisce about old times growing up fishing and hunting when he used to take us camping. When we sit together, he loves to watch me cook meals for him. We sit and we laugh and watch comedy movies. We take take him for walks at the botanical gardens, take him for a ride and just talk about life. And, and, and not what medicines you're on or how's therapy going and how do you feel? He feels pretty much like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it. It's true. It's, it's, I mean, there's days I get up. I'm tired today. You and I talked about it. We don't have that little um, But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's 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 the energy and it's what we we crave and we 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 bounce off of each other and. At the end of the day, that's what all of us are looking for. I mean, we live in an instant gratifying world. Everything's Instagram and Snapchat and fast, quick. I mean, if it's not now, 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 it's never going to happen. Well, you know, if you take a step back and really look at the results of your life, you've got to have one word that comes to the forefront of your mind, and it's called gratitude. Oh, yeah. And I am really, really grateful that I am who I am, and that I'm allowed to love my dad with 100% of all of me until the end. 
and never losing sight on who he is because I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. We're all going to be there somehow, some way, eventually. And it's really important that we have a good, strong network of people around us. Oh yeah. No, um, it, it, seeing my mom, like when my brother first got ill to where he is now. And like, he says it himself, he would, when he first got sick, he couldn't have any windows open, uh, blinds closed. It was always dark in my parents' house, but now he goes for walks all the time. He, he's literally like every day, he's like, I'm doing something a little more outside my comfort zone. And so like for seeing him, like it's night and day, like 12, 15 years ago when he did get sick, it wasn't the same. It wasn't my brother, Chris. It wasn't him. It was a completely new person. So, and seeing what yep. my grandmother went through with uh, with the, uh, Parkinson's as well, and then uh, um, not Parkinson's. Uh, sorry, long day. Yep. It was it's, um, the A. It's the A one. Alzheimer's. Thank you. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Alzheimer's, and her like being in the hospital. My dad visiting, and she going look at my beautiful hotel room. My dad's like, yes, it's a, it's a beautiful hotel room, even though it's a hospital, but you, you can't, they're more than just the disease. They're still that person and you have to yeah. love, love them and just, yeah, the disease is there, but it's, it's not them. You can't let them be identified by that disease. No. And I think you and I and millions of others are going through some kind of a struggle. And I think I, I talk about this so much and it's so important that we're all trauma by some extent. And it's important that we identify the struggles that we are going through. And when you get together with your buddies, your dudes, what do you guys do? You do talk, you, you, you have language, you guys do talk. You talk about the things you're going through in life. Same with girls, we girl talk. You know, we talk about, you know, girl stuff. Same things with my dad. Like when my dad's around his buddies, sometimes, they're all going through the exact same struggles in life and they get each other's language. And sometimes that's more comforting than what the doctor says in the office. Not that the doctor's stuff is not important. Absolutely. The doctor's stuff is important, but there's something to be said about your own people around you. They get, I mean, for instance, when you post something on your social media page, the next day you get up and the first thing you do is you read the comments. I mean, people relate. They're, they're, it's relevant. They're, it's current. They understand what you're going through. And so those comments kind of get you through your day. People, yeah. people need each other's stories. Each one of us have one. And it's, we need to go back to sharing each other's stories so we can lift each other up and get, we are not perfect because if there is at the end of the day, a perfect trophy award system that, that I can be nominated. Damn it. I want that trophy. <laughs> Because I think I'm going through the worst struggle in life, but I mean, just our mother of the year. I think I, I think I earned it. I want the mother of the year award. It doesn't exist. No, there's no such thing. So until we recognize that and be grateful that we have good support system and who your people are that you can lean on, I'm in trouble. I need help. I need somebody to get my back here, and that's what my mom does. I need help guys. Uh, and so maybe you live far away. Maybe you have some emotional history 
You know, oh, well, where was dad when when I was going through Little League? He never showed up to any of my football games. Now I'm trying to start a family and a company. And what did, you know, where was he when I was doing this and that? Now he wants me to stop my life and take care of him or her. You know, how do you let go of that emotional history of the past and meet the person where they're at? Mm-hmm. Because that person who's in their 60s, 70s, 80s battling a disease is not the same person they were going through life. And good for you because you don't have to be that way. And that's a gratitude moment because your children and other people that see you persevere out of that, get through it and say, you know what? I'm going to grow from this. I'm going to grow. There's growth involved. And so I think the, 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 the thing I'm trying to, instill and try to teach people and get them to understand that caregiver comes in so many different packages. You can be a grandparent taking care of grandkids. You can be an adult child like you and I taking Mm -hmm. care of mom and dad. You can be an older sibling taking care of younger siblings. You can be a mother, a single mother taking care of kids and also battling cancer, caring for yourself, also battling taking care of your parents. So caregivers come in many different packages. It does not just about Parkinson's, mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, dementia, you know, brain cancer, um, MS, you know, all of the things that we battle in life, caregiver comes in so many different packages. And I think it's really important that there's a million ways to be a really good brother, father, friend, mother, uncle, caregiver. And mm-hmm. so, if you say, well, I live too far away or I'm just not ready yet because I have some emotional history. There's a million ways. I mean, good thing for telemedicine or technology. We can talk through Zoom. Good thing that we have Uber. Yeah. Eat. You can order a meal and have it sent over. You know, you and I both have had a little taste of what caregivers' lives are kind of like during quarantine. Oh, yeah very quiet. That's their life every day. Mm-hmm. And so they don't have people coming over, knocking on their door, ringing their doorbell and bringing food. And so there's always a gratitude part in your mind, in your heart to just give a little bit, even if you may have some emotional trauma or history that's not so doesn't settle so well, send a mail. Maybe have the kids send a note, give a phone call, send an email, just give a call, see how you're doing. If there's anything I can do to help is that just that little bit makes a huge difference. Oh yeah. No, I fully, I think luckily our generation grew up with love and telling us our parents telling us you have to show love. You have to show kindness to other people. And it's just now just permeating because we're growing up, we're coming into the world and we're like no we, we don't want this anger we don't want this hate anymore let's bring in more love let's show the value of being full of gratitude for what we have and who we are as people and that is something really important because you that person who gives you your coffee at the starbucks that's a caregiver because they're giving you that little absolutely yeah and you know you hit a really good point phil because the generation now is very philanthropic. They do want to give back. They just don't know how sometimes. And so there's a lot of opportunities and, you know, through team gateway to a cure, you can go on the website. We're getting actually ready to launch the new website here in a couple of weeks. 
really excited. Lots of podcasts, uh, interviews. Uh, we're actually interviewing caregivers in their home, sharing their stories that in, in hopes that their stories will help support others that are going through it. Um, and just a lot of really good information um, about caregiver support. And through the Muhammad Ali Legacy Care Program, we're able to do that. But um, it's um, really important that we recognize that caregivers, like you said, come in so many different packages and we will be a caregiver for a very long time. I mean, my, my sons um, or my daughter takes care, well, did take care of her younger brothers. I take care of my children. My mom takes care of my dad and they actually retired and moved from Chicago to Hawaii because my dad's neurologist said, Ty, if I could write a prescription to every Parkinson patient that walks in my door, it would say Honolulu, Hawaii, because he takes half of his medicine when he's there. It's a place of joy. There's no stress. It's the same you know, temperature every day. There's no bugs. There's no stress. The people are so happy. The Hawaiians are so you know, laughing and happy and just, it's just a place of joy. And when stress is taken away from the equation of life, it makes for um, you, it makes for you to navigate through life a lot easier and being, having a really good support system there to help you um, makes all the difference. Oh, no, I fully agree with you. Like, I think there's too much stress in the world. And, uh, but going on your point, like your dad's in Honolulu. I'm very jealous that he gets to enjoy like <laughs> yeah. beautiful beaches. I'm not here, Phil. Why I'm here in St. Louis. I had a 70 degree weather, uh, 70 degrees today for the first time. And Ty's been in 80 degrees for the last year since COVID. I mean, he's on the beach with flip-flops and shorts down and Jeans Look, and sweaters. I'm in Montreal, okay? It's snowing I know. here, okay? Like, I want to be Thai cop right now. <laughs> I would love to, like, for everything. Beach, yes, all day, every day, you know? <laughs> I, like, that, I think, is the most important thing. I think for caregivers, too, is you have to be able to have that release of stress. And being in Honolulu or being in a, a location where stress is near zero already, that help. That's that's a cure in itself because that gives you the energy to go fight the next day for your 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 person you're helping. Yeah, and you know, there's over a million people diagnosed uh, worldwide every year that have Parkinson's that we know of, and so um, Parkinson's is is now today Parkinson's is what AIDS was 20 years ago, and interesting that I bring that up because there is a documentary movie that I'm involved in co-producing. And I'm also in the movie uh, talking about Dr. Jerry Medoff, who became world famous when he invented the 21 pill cocktail for HIV 20 years ago. And that was a huge medical epidemic back then. Mm-hmm. Now, if you develop HIV, you take one pill and you live a normal life. Dr. Jerry Medoff developed Parkinson's and today is taking 21 pills for Parkinson's. And so the movie, A Race for Another Day, 
is unfolding the greatest med- medical mystery of our time, Parkinson's today, looking at the trajectory of Parkinson's over the next 20 years through our generation, what will happen and what will unfold through these medical breakthroughs as AIDS did over the last 20 years. And a race for another day uh, reveals how important another day of life is to the person battling Parkinson's and how important a caregiver is in that role. So a race for another day until we do have a cure, it is, it is a race for another day. And that caregiver is such an important role for that person going through the disease. Oh yeah, no, I think, yeah, it's, hey, if he's taking 21 pills now and he's made, was able to help bring it down to one pill, guaranteed, guaranteed. I don't even think it's going to be 20 years. I think it's probably going to be in 10 years because technology keeps helping us and our discoveries, marvels just keep bouncing up and up. Like, who would have thought that? Well, and I'm so excited to say this. I'm so happy to say that now we have a pill um, that actually reverses the damage that Parkinson's has done to the brain. And you can the trailer on the on the website, teamgatewaytoacure.org. Um, and it, the trailer shows um, Dr. Uh, Perlmutter uh, talking about this medical breakthrough, which we just uh, revealed, which is really, really exciting. And so post-production and hopes to have it released at the end of this year, hopefully next year. Um, and, you know, if, if anybody wants to help, um, you know, fund or make a donation in love in memory or in honor of a loved one, you can go to the website and uh, we will, you know, recognize their name, not only on the website, but also in the ending credits of the movie. And uh, you can do that to through the website team gateway to a cure.org. See, that's a huge like as someone who loves donating to these amazing causes, not just, you know, Greenpeace and this, but something that has affected me deeply as uh, mental illnesses have, because Parkinson is an illness of the brain, knowing that I'll be like, my donation will be cemented, not only on a website that, yeah, it can come down, but this is a video that's going to be out forever. It's going to be watched forever. And my loved one, or even myself, if I'm not a caregiver, not as a caregiver, but if I do suffer from that, I'll be there forever and I'll be remembered. My legacy will be there. And or yeah. for my loved one, their legacy will live on. And I can be very proud of that because I helped, you know, find that cure that could save someone else's life. Absolutely. And this movie is so incredible because Dr. Jerry Medoff was an amazing man. He uncovered the biggest breakthrough medical mystery of our time. And that was AIDS. And it was killing people 20 years ago. And there's footage of Tom Brokaw and some of the, uh, you know, iconic members of the media announcing all of this and talking about it like COVID today. And um, now as we fast forward 20 years, you and I right here is you take one pill and live a normal life. It's, it, it's just incredible, but it's going to be interesting to see over the next 20 years, how this medical breakthrough of Parkinson's 
unravels um, through this movie, this trail or this uh, documentary talks about um, how he was just this amazing neurologist, medical scientist of our time. And what he was able to uncover um, is just breakthrough. I mean, it's just amazing. I'm looking forward to it already, just because like, the fact that you just told me that there is a pill they have now that can reverse the effects of Parkinson's, that just yep. like, that blows my mind because the, those types of breakthroughs back 20 years ago, it took like years to get to that point. And here yep. we are, you know, we're not even at the, the halfway point from when it, it's really the Parkinson's has hit and we already have this pill that can help reverse some of the effects. Yeah, and some of the other things I can share with you, um, a lot of these uh, medications that already gone through FDA approval uh, with other brain diseases such as Alzheimer's are now crossing over and they're, um, they're uh, using them to um, treat the Parkinsonian community. Um, so that's been really helpful because there's a lot of funding that goes into getting those into the last stages of um, testing and yeah. trials and stuff like that. So um, that's really exciting. Uh, there's a lot of therapy, uh, physical and verbal therapy um, with the Parkinson's disease that has really been positive voice projection, um, Muhammad Ali, um, the Rocksteady program, which is a boxing movement exercise. It's been really, really popular for Parkinson's patients working on balance and steadiness. And, um, you know, every time you punch the bag, you have voice projection, you work that, um, the side to side motions up and down, back and forth off the ropes in a, in a ring when you're doing the boxing movements. So that's been really popular. You can learn more about that exercise program on the website, team gateway to a cure, um, org to learn more about rock study and how important it is to combat some of the symptoms that degenerate through Parkinson's. Um, nutrition plays a huge role, keeping stress low. Um, so your dyskinesia and your tremors don't get so severe as you've seen Michael J. Fox on television, mm -hmm. some of the tremors and the dyskinesia, well, that's stress kind of brings that out. And so it's important that you keep your body a little bit, you know, low stress, like Honolulu, Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. know, right? your, dad, your dad's got the cure right there, Honolulu. Every Parkinson's patient is different. Every disease is different. The symptoms are pretty much the same, but everyone has it, their own disease and they battle it their own way. Um, so educate yourself as much as you can. Surround yourself with good, good people. Talk about what you're going through. Get some great support groups. And if you are a caregiver, reach out to the caregiver support programs. You know, the, uh, the uh, Family Caregiver Act, which was a bill that was signed in uh, years ago, now uh, gives tax credits back to those that are actually caregivers that stay in the home. So for instance, if you are a family member and you qualify 
and you want to stay home with your loved one and not work outside the home, you will get paid to be a caregiver in the home. And I think since COVID, that's been so huge now because family members want their loved ones to be at the house. Mm -hmm. They want to smell the smells of their home, the food. They want to hear the sounds of their loved ones. They want to see the, the sights of their pictures on the wall. They don't want to be in a, in a place where they're not familiar with and nobody's coming around and visiting. And so what does the home um, environment look like? And so having the Muhammad Ali Legacy Care Program involved they are so good about coaching the caregiver in the home, having them um, equipped emotionally and physically to help the person going through the disease in the home. When there is a fall, how to get them in and out of a bed, how to bathe them, changing sheets, administering medication, uh, documenting, you know, intake and outtake, uh, nutrition, support for depression, anxiety, exhaustion, when to reach out, what are the signs? I mean, there's just a whole litany of, of information that you do not have to do this alone. And it's, I'm so incredibly proud to be a part of all of this and to have Team Gateway to a Cure be a, a really, really great resource for millions of people all over. Oh yeah, no, it's, I, I, took, a, I took a gander at the website before and it's, it's an amazing website, has so much resources for people. And I, I'm, I'm super happy that you connected because this is important. Like this is, this touches everybody in the world. So you, no matter who you are, you know someone who has one of these mind illnesses, these mental illnesses, be it an actual mental illness, like, yes. you know, um, paranoid schizophrenia or yep. Parkinson's. Yep and all and, that because yeah, this is I'm really happy that this this our generation is pushing for more help in the mental health area because it's so important like yes finding a cure for cancer finding a cure for AIDS is just as important but the stress also of dealing with diseases that are hidden from people because you know Parkinson's is hidden and it's visible because you do have the tremors and uh, what's the word for it? The kines dyskinesia. Dyskinesia. But, yep. But also, it, it affects the mind. It attacks the mind. But and you don't. Not everybody sees that happening because. No, exactly. And there's there's you know when you talk about entrepreneurs, to be the best that they can be, going through their life. Make no mistake about it. They have a loved one that they're caring for, or they're an adult child caring for their parents, or they're caring for maybe a special needs child. Um, every one of us have a, is a caregiver in our own right, in our own way. And what does it look like for your own support? So whether you fill in the blank, mental illness, uh, special needs, cancer, you know, until there is a cure for all of this, there's a caregiver behind the scenes. And it's important that we, you know, look to them to support their efforts. You don't hear of a 5K for a caregiver. You don't hear of a fancy dinner auction raising support for a caregiver. You hear for juvenile diabetes and cancer and, I mean, Parkinson's and all of that is so important. I get it but there's always somebody sitting right next to the person battling the disease. And you know who that person is? 
it's a caregiver. There's always somebody walking right next to the person who's walking a 5K, who's battling the disease, and that's the caregiver. And so it's important that we recognize, and I think my voice has gotten even more louder since COVID because the quiet, deafening quietness and loneliness and isolation that these people have and don't voice what they're going through is incredible. And they need to really know that there is a huge network of support out there for each and every one of them. They do not have to do it alone. Yeah, and it, my mom found that out too with the, my brother's illness. Like we thought like no one knew about it. Like no one talked about it because like, no, it's a mental illness. You can't talk about it. But the more you dive in it, you, I, I see these, these, these help groups for everything. Like you're a caregiver or, like I did Mammy to understand my brother's mental illness more. So I was, my mom found that. And it's very important that like people who have these great uh, things for caregivers, caregivers are going through the exact same thing. They may not be fighting the disease, but they're right there cheering it on and they get drained just as much as the person who gets drained, uh, the person who has yeah. the illness. Well, they don't eat well. They're physically, emotionally, um, and financially exhausted. They have depression, anxiety. How many times do you hear that when the, their loved one passes away, unfortunately, of a disease, very shortly after the caregiver goes? You know, so so they're on an upward ba up, uphill battle as well. And so, you know, it goes back to saying it's teamwork. It's called teamwork for a reason. And we're all in this team effort together. And the common denominator is results. And so whether you want to hide behind and not acknowledge the actual disease, it's, it's kind of ignorant and very immature of you to do that. What you want to do is empower yourself with as much knowledge as you can about what they're going through. So then you can be that much of a better support system for them. So then you can give them more hope and comfort. So then when you are around them, you're not tippy toeing around and, 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 and making them not functionable because you don't want to enable the disease. You want to encourage and give them confidence that they can battle and get through this. And my uncle, Dave, I just got an email from him. He was diagnosed seven, eight months ago with stage four stomach cancer. <sighs> just got an email. Cancer's gone. Good. The doctor gave him a death sentence. Either go through chemo, you're going to get killed because the chemo is going to kill you. Or we're going to go ahead and take your stomach out. And you're going to be liquid diet for the rest of your life. He's like, nope, I'm going to go through it. If it wasn't for the consistency of all of his caregivers in his whole group, in his network of group, his, his loved ones, his, his, his nephews, his nieces, his, his brothers, his, uh, his sisters, all of the people in his network, he said in his email he would not be alive today. There is, is such magic that your brain has on the effect of your life. I'm telling you, it is so magical. It's awesome. And I want, if I can have anyone who is out there listening, you are not God Jr. You cannot do this alone. 
you need to reach out to other people. And good for you for saying that because look how much stronger you are mm -hmm. when you have a great team behind you. Oh, yeah. Every entrepreneur does not get there by all purely by themselves. It's not gut. Gut doesn't get you there. I mean, gut starts the race. Great. Gut starts the race. But you need yeah, it does. And I tell these, I tell these to the kids that come in. Well, how come you made the team? I didn't make the team because I was the best dancer. And Tom Brady does not win seven championships because he's got a great arm. There's a lot that goes into it. He's coachable. He's got great camaraderie with other teammates. He's a he's hard worker. He's got a dietitian. He's got a mental coach. He's got good coaches. He's got good team. I mean, it's teamwork. Mm -hmm. Every player, every cheerleader, every entrepreneur, every person doesn't get to the top by, by purely gut. It's not all guts and glory. It's a lot of work and consistency and a good network of people around you. And if, 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 if the takeaway today from this podcast with every, anything that I have said, I would say number one thing is find out who your people are. And, and write it down and put those people in your first phone call too, you know? And it's, it's good that you recognize when you are in trouble because that's going to be a better version of you when you do reach out. If somebody says, all right, I got these Thursday meals. Don't you worry, Jen. Good. I'm going to leave. You're going to give me, you're going to take the meals and you're going to take care of cleaning or doing some laundry. Give me a, two hours to myself so I can do some errands or do some personal things because it's, it's not as easy putting a 70 year old in the car and taking him to Walmart or target or to the grocery store. You know, it's, 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 it, there's a lot that goes in to transportation when you have somebody that has a disability like that. And yeah. so it's important for you to recognize all the different adjustments because there are a lot of adjustments and there's a lot of change. And yes, there is fear attached to all the changes in our life. But what you do need to recognize is that if you want the results to be positive, you have to persevere and you have to look at what your network of people are, are going to be, who you're going to turn to for that success to happen. So true. It's very true. And I have really nothing to add. You pretty much <laughs> cemented. This is this is amazing. First time I think any time in a podcast that I've talked this this little, and I love it because your message is really true. It's your support network, your caregivers around you will bring you up. They will lift you up, and I see it because the work my mom has put into my brother to get him to where he was able to, you know, live with the the windows open, you know, the blinds open to where he is now it provided him with the energy and the assurance that he could do it. And the only thing I could like pay back my mom that be a caregiver for my mom is every month. I take my brother for a weekend. He chills with me. We have a great time. Aww. It was hard at first because I didn't know how to interact with my brother because it's a different brother. Yes. So, but, and plus I was going through my own struggles and I was scared to reach out, but COVID forced me to reach out to face that's great yeah I had a I had a mental break in November of 2019 and started therapy in February went on a, a burnout with from my work 
And the minute I started burnout, I had a therapist and I was, I work with my therapist. She's part of my caregiver. She is, thanks to her, I am where I am today. Like she is part of my team that helped me get to where I am today. And without her, I don't think I would be started this podcast, connecting with you, learning about your gateway to a cure or your race to a cure because I, I wouldn't have reached out for help. And I did, I asked my mom for help and my dad for help and they got me the help I needed. They put me in contact with the people I needed to start getting better for me, which made me in turn be able to be a better caregiver for my mom and my brother because I'm able to help so, them. And I, I do wanna uh, piggyback off of what you said And this is a really huge thing that I get asked a lot. And I have a really, really great statement to tell people and to say to them. Oftentimes what we do is we want to go in there and rescue. We want to go in and rescue and change and be the God junior in their life. And honestly, it, it can be a little bit of pride full on that person because they don't want you to rescue them. They just want to be loved. They truly, truly know that they are battling and there's no turning back. So just meet them where they're at, give them hope and comfort and just enjoy who they are. It's huge because I'm guilty of it. You're get, we're all guilty yep. when somebody gets diagnosed or something has changed or somebody's affected. The first thing, to, the first line of defense is to jump in there and try to rescue and change. Don't talk about it. No, you, you, you can't do that. You can't do it. No, I'm going to do everything for you. They don't want to be rescued. All they wanted you to do is love them. And that gives them so much joy. When I sit down and I just laugh with my dad, I know he's got Parkinson's and I know it's getting worse, but I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to love him and laugh with him and just enjoy Ty where he's at today because he's not going to go back to being 40. When I used to look at him when I was a teenager and he was this hero in my eyes, he still is. He's just battling a disease and I still love him no matter what. He's, and I he's, think he, he's a better hero because he's now battling something more, you know, and he, every day he perseveres. He's a bigger hero. In my eyes, he's a bigger hero. Anyone who fights an illness in my eyes is a superhero because the, 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 the amount of effort it takes, just seeing my brother every day go fight and be yeah. like, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm not going to listen to the, the, the paranoia in my head, you know, and that is huge. And yep. your dad finding reasons to laugh, even though he's battling Parkinson's, that's a superhero mentality in my mind. Superheroes. It, it, it goes back to um, emotional, mental happiness. You know, when you're struggling and you have somebody that you talk to about it, And the first thing they say, you know, they try to, oh, you know, just let it go. Okay. I really don't really want to hear that. Like, just forget about it or just let it go. Sometimes you just want to talk about it and just 
listen to what I'm going through and um, don't try to rescue me. Just acknowledge that I'm having a tough day or I'm going through something and um, just be there for them. Just love them and give them hope and comfort and be understanding. And so one of the things that I talk to kids when I go and talk about um, the children as caregivers, which I'm starting the early stages of writing a children's book, about the the uh, the views and the ideas for children as caregivers um, is how important it is for them to um, recognize gratitude in their life and how important a gratitude journal is. And one of the um, one of the uh, uh, things that I have them doing um, is writing a Uh, writing in a gratitude journal um, over the course of four to six weeks. And it's actually part of their curriculum at school and they get the journal out and they write one word every day, right before school, the first 30 seconds, every kid writes in their little book, one word. And over time, you'll eventually have one week, two weeks, a month, six, you know, two months, four months, then eventually a year. And you look back at all those words over the the course of time. And what it does is number one, it allows the kid to take a step back and look at what, where they're at in their life, hold themselves accountable to what they're going through, evaluate the life situation of what they're going through, but also holds them accountable to understanding the emotion that they're going through. And so what you'll recognize is that generation doesn't have gratitude in their life. Everything is so instant. I mean, we live in an instant gratifying world right now. It's instant food, fast food, 99 cent supersize on every corner. It's Instagram, Insta, Snapchat, everything's now, now. Oh, you had me on red. I've been on red for 30 seconds. Oh, do they don't like me? Nobody liked my Facebook post. I've only been up for one minute, Jen. Are you kidding me? I'm just like, so you have to be grateful. So what does it look like to go back into that gratitude time of in your life? And how do you hold yourself accountable for gratitude? And so even if you write one word down and be grateful, even if you don't write it down, you say it to yourself every day, I'm going to say something that I'm grateful for every day. You will be amazed at how your mental your mind changes and how much happy you are and how much more of a step in your day that happier step in your day that you have because you've recognized recognized a little gratitude in your life. Um, oftentimes what we do is we, we beat ourselves down so hard because we have this mentality of being so perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect doesn't exist. Again, if there is a perfect mom's trophy at the end of the year, <laughs> damn it, Jennifer Cobb is number one nominated <laughs> because I think I'm a badass mom. You are. I know. We'll see. And the thing I want my children to know is I'm more than just a badass peanut butter and jelly maker. I make, I mean, my legacy of me is more than just making great pancakes in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. And putting their laundry away. My legacy is my heart. The things I do outside the home, 
the things I'm grateful for, how I hold myself with my character as a person and what my life looks like outside the home. And that's one of the reasons I started Team Gateway to a Cure is I wanted my children to see that I'm more of a mom. I'm in the, I'm a mom in the home, but outside the home, I'm, you know, a different mom. And I want my kids to have gratitude in their life and that they will instill and be able to use that in their lives when they fly away from the nest and start their own lives and their in, in, in their own way. So that's kind of um, one of the takeaways that I want. I'm, I'm hoping that the people that listen to this podcast today will take away from my, my words. Oh, for sure. The gratitude I have already for you for this conversation. We, so everybody knows we started at a low because we were both exhausted. Jennifer's been up <laughs> since 4.30. I've been podcasting since 5 p.m., like back-to-back podcasts. And we started at low and I'm already energetic. I'm ready to go for another six hours just from talking <laughs> to you because I have so much gratitude. You, your, your energy is so positive. Like you Aww. were a caregiver for me just doing this and it, you boosted me up and I can go for a couple more hours. Well, you can keep, you can keep me in that circle, Phil. Good. I'll be in your network of people. <laughs> I love it. I'm in your network. You need anything. Absolutely. I'm, I would love to help you out with anything you do. Because I one, I fully support the the foundation that you're doing, the work you're doing, because it does it has touched me, directly touched me. And that that means a lot to me. Thank you that, so much. So Jennifer, I'm gonna give you we're we're coming up already on an hour, which I didn't even think we'd hit 30 minutes, and here we're at an hour already. I'm gonna give you uh, a full chance to pimp out everything for you, five minutes. Uh, whatever you want to promote, your show, uh, your show, your your movie, the, the documentary coming out, your website, where we can meet, you, where we can find you on the internet, so that people can support you and show you the gratitude that you deserve. So, give me one second. Going to jump off here. Boom. The floor is yours, Jennifer. Oh, yeah. So the website is www.teamgatewaytoacure.org. I am on Facebook. Team Gateway to a Cure. I'm on Instagram, Team Gateway to a Cure. I'm on Twitter, um, on LinkedIn, Jennifer Cobb, Team Gateway to a Cure. You can find me on the website, www.teamgatewaytoacure.org. There's, um, and all the Facebook, Instagram, all social media is on the website. We're getting ready to launch the new website in about two to three weeks. It's going to be so awesome. There's a trailer for A Race for Another Day, the documentary movie. I have my children's books going to be coming out um, about caregiver support. And oh, golly, what else? Um, I've got some stuff that I'm working on with Marshall Falk um, that I'm going to be working um, in the next couple of weeks. I'm also doing a summer camp with a couple other NFL football players um, in Vegas in at the end of April, talking to kids about caregivers, support, confidence, and perseverance and nutrition. So yeah, I, I've got I've got a lot of stuff coming up. I'm really excited. Oh, I'm a, I'm super excited to see it all and connect with you and help you build out and grow your network and give you more caregivers and give you more help to grow and help find that cure for all the mental illnesses, specifically Parkinson's 
in your case because it, it hits home for you. Yeah. And just, you know, remember that until there is a cure, you all be a, as best of a caregiver as you can. Don't try to jump in and, and, and be the rescuer. Just be the lover. Just love them. Give them hope and comfort and just enjoy where they're at and who they are. I, I best words to the, the finish the uh, podcast. <laughs> I can't, I can't Thank sum it up so better. much, Phil. I've had such a great time. You, I want to come back on. You are more than welcome. You yes. are 100% more than welcome to come on, hopefully on a less uh, tiring day <laughs> to see what the conversation can go. But yeah. of course, the invitation, you can reach out to me and you'll be more than welcome. Um, I would be happy to put you in touch with as many people uh, to help you grow and get you on more podcasts if you want, because... Hey, that's what I can do. Oh, thank you so much. God bless you and your family and, and all your loved ones and good luck with you and to you and all your, uh, all your endeavors that you're doing and working on. And I can't thank you enough for having me on. The the pleasure again is all mine, Jennifer. Thank you so much. And God bless you and your family. And uh, I, I know because I can feel the energy, the positivity and the gratefulness that you have and the sincerity you will, well, you already are a, a huge success. You're gonna, it's going to be even better with this movie, uh, this documentary, and I, I can't wait to see, see it all up in golden lights in that for you. Aw, thank you so much, Phil. Talk to you later. Have a great day. Okay, bye-bye. Guys, I was so impressed talking with Jennifer. She's so relaxed and so energetic and so passionate about the finding the cure mainly for Parkinson's from because of her father, but she just exudes this pure passion that i love when you're just talking with entrepreneurs she's just amazing i would highly suggest you guys check out team gateway to a cure.org on facebook and instagram it's still the same thing team gateway to a cure uh go support her uh because parkinson's needs to be eradicated and this is uh the opportune time to do it you have the abilities to do it if you're an entrepreneur you know what it's like so uh that's pretty much it if you enjoyed this episode make sure you share it with a friend let them know how they can help people with parkinson's because i know it affects so many people and remember ladies and gentlemen invest in yourself